Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 15th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm great. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's Friday. You know, it's Friday. It's actually the, Thursday. Maybe, but... Thursday night. You know, I can't be in this office anymore with the over-peppy, you know, over-enthusiastic person that's you know, happy Friday, yelling at you as you're walking through the halls or, you know, a very minor thing that we've lost in this pandemic, but a thing that we've lost nonetheless, maybe for the better. So today, um, today was, uh, yeah. it was like, it rained a lot today. So it was like seventies though. And tonight the low 62. And then you look at like the 10 day forecast, like it's the, we made it. We, we fucking made it. We're out of, out of winter and cold. In Chicago, it's like the great. Yeah. It's like the best day every year when you when you look at the long extended <laughs> right. forecast and you know right. that you're out of it. There's no more forties. There's no more thirties. There's no low twenties. We're we are through the winter, and we're cruising. You just froze for a good thirty seconds. Your internet connection's unstable. I'm getting all these notices. We are having major technical difficulties here at the top. Your hey, microphone wasn't was saying, working. I just was saying, I'm I'm through winter. We made it. That's fantastic. It's good. It's fantastic. You know what the high is here tomorrow? 90. It's 88, 88 degrees is the high for right now here in Maryland. Friday. So, uh, I'm just, I'm very happy right now. We're getting, you know, winter, the, the weather is, you know, on the upswing, even if maybe we're zipping to too hot right away, but, um, we have golf coming back. I'm very excited about golf. We have, I just, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good spot. It's the end of the week. You know, I'm not saying we're through this pandemic or it's over or anything like that, but I'm just trying to take a positive spin. I'm hopeful and excited about the return to golf. So, uh, let's get through a couple podcast business things, business, i.e., birthdays. That's what we no, are. We're birthday no. podcast first, and we gotta end this po birthday, birthday podcast no first birthdays. and foremost. This is it. Golf is returned, so this is the last day. They're either in or they're out. Stella Grace of Virginia, she turns seven. Another Stella. Another Stella. Another young. St she turned seven. She turned seven on Wednesday. I missed it. Happy birthday, Stella. Happy birthday to Brad Williams. Happy uh, birthday, Brad. Happy birthday, in, Stella. In Pittsburgh. I think he turns 30 maybe tomorrow. 30 is good. good we start. can't do these birthdays off the top, man. And Steve LeBron, I'm told. Stevie Brendan Mulligan sent a message to wish Steve LeBron a birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy so. birthday, Stevie Fountains. All right. Birthdays are out of the way. 
So, uh, anything else? Any other business? BixbyCoffee.com. You need to, if you're the winner is over, we need this cold brew. I know. I know. Recipe. I might make it tomorrow. I got to clean my kitchen though first. Oh, you're afraid of judgments that'll come your <laughs> yeah, way? Everybody <laughs> loves to judge. People are crazy about that. Every single person on the internet, you know, they don't have any problems at their house if you, you know, according <laughs> to them. They, they don't have fences laying down in the middle of the yard, askew, blowing over. Is Where's the fence? Where are we at with the fence? We're the same. We're at the square one. Okay. All right. I might, I I did, might, I attack, hadn't heard I might attack it this weekend. Okay, I look forward to you, that. The problem with the fence okay. is the whole fence is busted. The whoever put yeah. who, the genius that put the fence in the first time didn't put any cement down in the fence post. So the the fence posts are all rickety. I, it's like I have to do the whole thing. It sounds like a job you might need to outsource. I don't know. Um, you're pouring cement. That sounds dicey. Okay. Let's get to uh, the event of the week that we has us in a good mood. The Seminole. Seminole match, TaylorMade, Driving Relief, Skins match at Seminole. Um, I, I'm, I've been reading and listening to the podcast. Roy was on a podcast. I highly are, recommend the McKellar pod. Yeah, McKellar Magazine golf podcast with uh, John Huggin and Lawrence Donegan hosted. Rory was on for almost 90 minutes. We are, we are open to touting other podcasts here it's not not a thing it's go listen to that it's fantastic he talks a lot about the seminal match in the first portion of it um and i thought it was really cool to hear him talk even dj said a few things that have me you know buoyed as we go into imagine this, this. rory yeah. on a podcast with two guys that know a lot about golf and he's riveting imagine yeah. that are you alluding to something else I don't know. We okay. could also, All right. you know, know who's in his Rolodex. You know, <laughs> that's the other option. Where, where they, where we compare Rolodexes, or, or we get to hear Rory, the number one player in the world, talk about golf, which Go was deep. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so much good stuff in that podcast. I, uh, I started yeah. listening and just was devouring it. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh. I, I'm so excited about this. I, I think I talked about this at the beginning of um, whenever this shit, shit storm started. So, like, I, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning when, uh, you know, when this shit storm started. It, it just like, you know, it's there's been a lot of and it was much more. I don't know. Times are still uncertain. There's still a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of tragedy going around it of all kinds of forms. Economic uh, people are losing their lives. Their healthcare workers like just going through it right now it's bad but like when this first started I, I just like even like the worst moments most of you know toughest moments i tried to think about when we would get golf back or when we could get a distraction like this or something with like a positive message or a positive attempt and it's just a thing to kind of i don't know we we get we get notes from people who are like in healthcare and who are or who are going through a tough time right now and like they talk about like we are we are nothing we're nobody's like we're just talking to a microphone we clearly say we're idiots and it's pretty obvious you can figure that out quickly but like it's a distraction or something and this is like an ultimate so much higher quality cool distraction of sorts and 
and an event to take in and everything I've read and listened to today has only amped it up. And I just, I'm really excited going into it based on what I've read, what I've heard. Um, and, and even without that, just having something. So just kind of, I'm really excited going into the weekend and it feels like um, a, a, just a triumphant moment of sorts, even if it doesn't change the facts on the ground of where we are in this fight. It's, it's just, it will be a good thing to have on Sunday. That's all. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this type of golf too. I, I, you know, you get to see, everybody's going to, you're seeing four of the best players in the world. I mean, you know, Matthew Wolf, you might not put in the same class as these other guys, Ricky, you might not put in the same class as DJ and Rory, but at the same time you're getting four, you know, three really great players. Um, and, one of the you know brightest future stars of the game with Matthew Wolf and and that's an awesome thing. It's going to be and they're playing one of the best courses in the world and first time really ever being in the spotlight. So this is a, it's an exciting uh, exciting Sunday coming up. So as we're in this era of good feelings or moment of good feelings and giving props, like just like yeah, props to the players for a committing to this and do, wanting to do it. Props to Seminole for kind of opening and getting on board with this. Props to TaylorMade. Shit, we're you know uh, I don't know pra- I don't know if we're praising, but we're giving appreciation to an equipment company did, for stepping up. Did you see the what's in the back graphic? Yes, I mean of course. How do, why don't you just acknowledge that it's not TaylorMade? It's it's fine. You know, I prefer, it just looks so stupid without without anything there. It looks weird. I know it was a TaylorMade release. I'm glad we went. We quickly pivoted from this saying is, thanks to TaylorMade to shitting on him, but I but agree. Did it, we just recognize another pod at the top because that's yeah. the right thing to do. If you're going to do what's in the bag for all four guys, the four guys playing, don't just glaringly omit the one player's entire bag, except for his glove and his balls. It's like, what's he doing? Throwing it with his glove? Is he not allowed to use clubs because they're not tailor-made? Like, what's the, what? Just list them. Just list them out. Um, but yeah, that whatever. Good on them for stepping up. Good on, I think NBC people were probably grinding hard to put something together. The tour, blessed it. Like, a lot of people were probably not usually easy on. But thank you for whoever worked their ass off to put this together. So let's get into it again. Um, who do you think is going to win? I mean, I I would say, you know, I would say Rory and DJ. But I mean, it's, I, it's, gonna, it's a crapshoot. Obviously, I'm going to take Ricky and 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 Matthew Wolf just out of you know the fun of taking the guy that most people don't think are going to win. Cool, sounds good. The guy you without wanna, clubs. You're taking the guy without clubs. Do you um, do you want to put a bet on it? You want? Rory? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Rory and should DJ. We, should we? Bet that the other one, whoever loses, has to buy PXG clothing. I was going to do a whole segment on the PXG clothing. Did you see that shit? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Whoever loses, I have. So if DJ wins, you got to wear some PXG. PXG is apparently, and our faithful audience sent us many messages upon it as it popped, is now launching an apparel line of some sort. Because, you know, you can't just make expensive clubs. You got to make expensive clothes, too. I went through it before the show. This stuff is incredible. There's, like, 
skulls on everything like what's with the skull motif that's not creative anymore as like a way to show you're edgy or like anti whatever like just slap it does another brand this is g4 somebody puts skulls on everything like there's these giant skulls in the middle of the back of a polo shirt and everything's black and white and it's like 130 25 dollars I think it's called like SS line or something like that. I don't know what that means. It's not an abbreviation. This generally connotes something good. I'm um, going to get the big logo polo for you. Why are there skulls on everything? Why does that have to be a thing? What's I, with the motif? What, what does I don't that know. Mean? I don't understand it at all. Like I don't get their brand at all. It's like we're going to sell <laughs> really, really expensive golf clubs. And then we're going to have these like, this like Ed, Ed Hardy line of clothing to go with it <laughs> with skulls. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's Can absurd. we talk about the t-shirts? They've got these t-shirts that originally, that it, it, you won't believe they initially retail for $55 t-shirts, but they're on sale. People aren't interested or I don't know. These had to be reduced. One of them just says darkness on it. <laughs> darkness. What does that mean? Why is that there? There's a skull. So I, I read up, actually. I do know why. Now I just checked. Darkness is Bob Parsons' nickname when he was in the Marine Corps. Oh, that explains the a, dog tags, too. Of course. The skull dog tags. But that's like a specific thing. That's not like a broad. That has no broad appeal. Why Am, am I going to buy like Ely Calloway's nickname on a T-shirt? And dog tags, like his, his Marine Corps regiment was the 26th regiment. Like, I don't feel comfortable. I wasn't in the Marines. I don't feel comfortable. God hey, bless the Marines. I love the you Marines. You got to be careful. We're going to try and sell some weird t-shirts one day. You think so? I mean, we might sell t-shirts with Brendan on them. I, I don't feel comfortable. I wasn't in the Marine. Why am I going to wear a shirt? It's like getting a shirt that just says Brooksy on it. Guy's nickname. Why does I, why? It's a, such a small minority, a small percentage of people i wasn't in the military i wouldn't feel bad i feel bad wearing fake dog tags on a on a t-shirt i want the big logo polo there's one more t no polo no how big's the logo how big are we talking about (laughs) i mean this year it's probably when you have it touched in it's it's from just like pit armpit to like (laughs) probably to like other oblique left armpit down a diagonally to uh, to right oblique size PXG across the of a polo. I see it now. The worst one is the black and white cookie on the back. Half of it's white, half of it's black with a skull skull on it with twenty six. Yeah, which is his regiment again. That's that's Parsons. It's out. It's sold out. Specific. Maybe they're onto something. Holy shit! We know nothing. It's sold out. The last one is the T-shirt for fifty-five dollars. It says "I love PXG," and then under it says "and maybe three people." Really? Yeah, I love PXG, and then under it says "and maybe three people." What does that mean? I don't like anybody. I hate you. Get away from me. That's not sending a pleasant message. Everything's black and white. So, all, all right. right. That's There's the our bet. deep dive into the PXG apparel line. <laughs> That's the bet. Losers, I'm at- loser has to buy and wear PXG apparel. Oh, you have to. Okay. You have to buy and wear it. Yes. Holy shit. 
Okay. We might be able to dip into the podcast, into the Bixby the slush fund. fund. The Bixby the slush, fund. The so buy, buy Bixby coffee Just, if you want us to yeah. buy more PXG gear. Please subscribe to Bixby so it'll underwrite the PXG apparel line for at least <laughs> another day. Um, okay. So that's the bet. I got DJ. You got uh, Wolf. I got DJ and Rory. You got Wolf and Ricky. Well, give us a couple holes to watch for this. What, right. what, I mean, so, obviously, all of Seminole is a tapestry, we, uh, a blank canvas for so many of us that we haven't seen. So we're going to watch every hole. But where should we really like not go to the kitchen to get to refill our, I don't know, cup of Bixby? The par threes are all awesome. They're all hard. They're really tough. And they all go different directions. So, it, you know, the wind, it doesn't look like it's going to be that windy. But I, I heard that it's been kind of cool and they've had a lot of wind. It's been dry um recently so the course should be firm i haven't looked at the days preceding it but um should be firm hopefully the wind picks up a little bit but some cool holes like the ridges as core talked about um on the podcast are like the big thing so you just see all the ways they play into these holes play into the ridges off them and around them so like a cool set is like three plays a par five that kind of serves kind of straddles along the ridge and plays third hole. Yeah. The T plays up and then the, the fairway kind of is set along the side of it and the green set into it. Uh, three and four are really cool. Back to back holes, three, four, five, six, great stretch of golf. Really? Um, okay. So you've got, you got par five, long par four coming back short par three, and then a short par four. That's really going to be a fun one to watch. Um, so three, four, five, six is really good stretch of golf holes. Um, and then I would say on the back nine, I mean, the closing stretch is awesome. There's a lot of great holes, sure. but you've got back-to-back par fives, 15, 16. 15's got a split fairway, um, which is neat. And then uh, 17, 18, really fun stretch. 17 to par three, where it's you know pressed right up against the edge of the ocean. So if the wind's blowing, it's going to be, yep. it's a narrow green to really hard to hit. And then, uh, 18, 18 plays kind of along that same ridge line. Um, get, you know, it's just going to be, it's a, a fun thing to be a fun thing to watch. I, I, you know, Zach Blair and I were texting this week and, and he was like, I've never seen a golf course where so many PGA tour pros wave white flags with wedges in their hands. You know, in the sense like where they're just like not even attacking because of it. And that's the thing with it. it. It'll be interesting to see where they put the pins, but you have to be so dialed in and calculated with when you take on stuff out there. How about Rory on that McKellar podcast today? It's like part of my language, but like, you know, the best kind of golf is, you know, when you're shitting yourself with a wedge in your hand, right? Yes. I mean, I, don't, I didn't get that quote exactly, but I mean, that's more or less what he said. Because he was talking about how he didn't like number eight, which is what, a long... Long par three. It's, par it's, three. It's one of the flat, flatter holes. It's, it doesn't yeah. play on the ridge. Um, yeah. So that... So it, he was saying, you know, what I don't like that one as much, and then I'd like the short one. Like, the best thing, the most fun golf, is when you're standing with a wedge in yourself and shit... Standing with a wedge in your hand and shitting yourself. And um, that's which is what kind of, Zach talked about, right? Waving the white flag with wedge in their hand. The best in the world doing that. And that's the brilliance of the course, really, when you think about it, is when I played it, I was down there. It was when I was playing pretty good golf in my life. And I think I shot in the mid-80s. 
like just got wow. absolutely nuked off the golf course. Like I, yeah. I in, and did then, you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Like where were you like? It was blowing and it was hard. Pissed off. I mean, yeah. I was younger. I wasn't as yeah. mature and <laughs> yeah. as I am now. I wasn't right. happy about how I played. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was more embarrassed. You know, you go out to a place yeah. like that and you play bad, and it's embarrassing somewhat. But like, yeah. I just got killed by it. And that's yeah. the thing about it is that's brilliant about the golf course is it's so freaking hard for really good players. But for you, you'd probably go out and just be like, "Oh, it's fine." Like, and you'd probably shoot around the same score you always shoot. That's, that's, it does the rare thing where really good golfers, it's so hard for, but for regular golfers, it's not that hard. Yep. Yep. Um, so again, Seminole's a star, but like what I, I mean, it's hard to say that the golf course is the star. When Rory and DJ are playing. Yeah, for the, I'm saying for the golf nerd community, the hardcore golf, which many of this audience is. Um, but, so that's a star, but I love what I'm hearing from Rory. Uh, even DJ, like I said, DJ said, uh, I think it was on Golf Channel tonight. He goes, I think we have a big responsibility on ourselves to make sure we practice all the guidelines that the PGA Tour is going to set in place. Everyone is going to be watching what we're doing. So it's very important for us to do it all correctly. We have a responsibility to ourselves and all the other players. Um, cool, cool sentiment from DJ. Yes. And then similarly with Rory, and he mentioned this on the other podcast as well, like it's going to be carry only. And he's like, you know, I was pretty much against the cart thing because I want to show like how we can do this well and how we can do this right. And um, these are a set. The wonderful aspect of golf, like the, there's going to be a yes. big general audience and they're going yes. to see people walking and like everybody's going on tons of walks these days. And if you're not, you should start because it's a great way to get your mind off everything going on in the world. But yeah. like that's the beauty of golf is like going and walking. If you're playing nine for two hours, like all of a sudden somebody might be watching and their wife, you know, that's something that looks it something about walking it, the walking makes golf look more approachable i believe so that's what's had me really like almost emotional today or, or really upbeat about this is like it's not all the substantive substantive stuff but thinking about the aesthetics of this right like you have the number one player in the world carrying his own bag or the, i think they can use trolleys too but like carrying his own bag probably in a stand back like everything's just stripped down right to the heart of the game in a shitty time and and as you said it could be a demonstration of how this game can be great how it can be a a a, i don't know if it's a refuge but a place of somewhat solitude solitude and distraction yeah that's the thing i thought i've only played one time and since this thing and that one round i played was just like an awesome escape for three hours i was gone in in just like I got away from the world, got exercise, you know, carried yeah. my bag. Like it was just perfect. So I just think it's going to look so cool. They're going to be in this classic venue walking through, like, I assume it's sandy, like, you know, a sandy type terrain and just carrying their own bag. Like it's a little bit of a throwback. And we always complain a lot on this podcast about all the superfluous fluff, right? Around how much these broadcasts are larded up now with, and that's man, watching some of these old things like shells, 
like seeing how there's just like one sponsor and there's not, there's so much fewer things that kind of get in the way of the golf. And I feel like that could be the case this time around. There's, there's gonna be so many, I mean, efforts to raise more money, of course, during this, it's, it's not going to be just pure golf we got to understand the point of it. But aesthetically, I just think it's going to be really beautiful to see these guys carrying their bags at an incredible place. Um, and I, I can't wait other, other specifics. They can use DMDs, distance measuring devices, but not ones that have the slope or like it's a really kind of throwback thing. They can I wear hope, shorts. I hope one of theirs gets not stuck throwback because they <laughs> not throwback because they can use those. But I meant just more of like the player out there by himself, no caddy. <laughs> what if it does get stuck on meters? You think no. they can do? Uh, Rory can do the conversion, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I, I, it'd be tough if it happened to DJ. <laughs> I would be I'd be able to feel feel its pain. They will be mic'd up with on course interviews. So we may get a couple of questions about fruit from Steve Sands. Sandy. I think Foltz is the other one. Um it would appear they have a hard stop for six o'clock. You want to talk about that? Seminole closes every day at six. We got a little tip about that. Like that seems like a pretty hard and firm rule, even for some big TV event. I, I think six. they're going to have trouble playing in four hours. I'm telling you. I don't this think is this, this, I just don't think it's going to happen. Which is why they're talking about 545, some like closest to the pin thing on 17, right? Wasn't that what the, the rules are? Um, this was a global golf post snippet that was sent to us. Seminole has a hard close at six. And there's said to be a couple of reasons for that. One has to do with Marjorie Post and other wives of early members wanting their husbands back home in Palm Beach, 15 miles to the south, with enough time to shower and dress for the cocktail and dinner parties that were so much a part of life among the certain social set. The other was because many of the men and women employed at Seminole also worked these very same gatherings as bartenders and waitresses. And how seriously did members adhere to the rule? Late one winter afternoon, the sun setting, light getting low, South African business mogul Johan Rupert and his friend Ernie Els were on the 15th pole Glancing at his watch, Rupert realized there was no way they could finish in time, so they jumped in their golf cart just as one of the club pros was arriving on the scene. I know, I know, Rupert said, waving his hand. We're coming in. So even Ernie Els, even these are titans of industry. If it's getting late, can't just, ah, can I play the last two holes? No. So maybe that's why. If that's still the case, it's, it's done by six. So, again, anything else on this? No, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm I'm smitten. It's supposed to rain here all day Sunday, so I, you know, I'm gonna have nothing to do but get ready for it. All right, two o'clock on I think every NBC network basically they finally have live sports. Uh, okay, other quick news we'll rip through, and then we got a couple of good flashlights. I think Rory com- says he's gonna play the first three events back, which are what I don't even remember: Colonial, Harbor Travelers, Town, and Travelers. I think Travelers okay. is number two, then Harbor Town. Oh, okay. I thought, okay, maybe that'd be cool. Hey, that's good. See Rory to place places. He doesn't typically play. He plays travelers regularly. He doesn't play colonial Harbor town. Be very um, cool. Good to see him. He won't be probably taking up a spot on the plane either. He'll be, he'll be <laughs> no. flying on air Rory. I don't see that happening. Uh, PGA is going to quail hollow in 2025. That's the day after we got the Southern Hills announcement. Any reaction there? Okay. Fourth hole. Will that be redone again? 
presumably it already was, wasn't it? Who knows? I got nothing <laughs> nothing from me. There's there's no right, reaction to be made because it, it, it literally over. does nothing. It you know, it doesn't doesn't move the needle for me. Okay. It's it's just Wells Fargo squared. I don't understand uh, that. I d I don't understand. <laughs> you do Go, have something you want to say. I I, I don't want to I this is not you know what Quail Hollow's a fine golf course. It's great. But if if a, 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 like it's not Riviera, it's not it's not Pebble. Like those are the only two to regular tour events that are like acceptable to say, okay, we're gonna just we're gonna make this a major course this year. Okay. All right. Uh so while we're on the subject of that, there's a new uh video game out. Two K. Two one. That's catnip. Catnip for the millennial crowd. They're the the people who think they're catering to the millennial crowd, which I doesn't exist. I got something I wanted to talk about about this. The release. Okay. PGA Tour two K two one. But you were just mentioning the courses. Here are the courses that we know of according to Polygon.com, video game website from uh, Vox Media. Uh, they glanced this from the trailer. They saw East Lake. Oh. Innisbrook, Valspar, Riv, which seems to be like kind of the jewel of this. Then we go TPC Deer Run, TPC Louisiana, TPC San Antonio, TPC Sawgrass, TPC Scottsdale, TPC Twin Cities. Those are the courses they confirmed just by kind of glancing at the trailer. We don't know who else is in it besides JT, but apparently the video game people clarified or the tour clarified that you're not playing as the 12 real life golfers you're playing against them so you can't play we don't know who the other 11 are as jt but you play against them as your creative player that can you know you can create some hip live under par type golfer and go against whoever so this is good i mean hey hey i don't play video games anymore i you missed, might see I, when I, your kids are gonna start playing them soon then you're yeah. gonna be playing them you have any thoughts? You said you had something you want to talk about with this. So, you know, I know this this video game hype video was not meant for me, even though they used a song that probably, I think, came out when I was in college. It's a good song. Fun song. Yeah, but... come on the bar, that would usually, you know, result in a fun time. When the bar, awesome. You know, awesome. At getting... a bar, too, where everybody's yeah. 21, and you don't have to bleep out like every word yeah. of the song. <laughs> so don't pick a song that you can't use none of the words. It was all Let bleeped out. Half of, it was half of the song was bleeped out. It sounded ridiculous. I love that the song choice was good, but not good if you can't play the song without it being just all bleeped out. It sounded yeah. stupid. Hey, you know what? I'm happy there's a video game. I think golf video games seem to really have some penetration outside of the hardcore golf audience. Like people love those old games. People who don't care about golf or the tour or anything. Do you remember when Wii Golf came out? How big that was? Mario. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was an awesome game. Yeah. So I don't play these. I miss the whole 2K thing. I don't do any of those. I was an EA guy. I was like NBA 2K is apparently super popular. But I never got into it. I spent way too many hours in college playing 2K with my buddies. 
mean, I just wouldn't. What is that, to, NBA? Yeah, I just wouldn't go to class and play 2K all day <laughs> when I was a real upstanding citizen. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You're done. You got anything else on that? I'm just looking at this darkness skull edge tea on, on PS. Darkness. <laughs> you imagine you walk into your mother's house or some fine establishment, just a shirt that says darkness on the chest. That I don't get why this brand has this oh, this apparel. That guy's got to be a pleasant <laughs> life of the party. The Thanks are for coming. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. $55 t-shirt that just says darkness on it. You're not giving off the best, most warm feeling when you Oh, I got a little uh, tidbit on, on uh, PXG National. Yeah, what's that? So if you go there and you're a tour pro that's not doesn't play PXG, yeah. you can't practice in certain areas. What is PXG National? Scottsdale National, the course that Parsons oh. owns. Oh, he owns that? I don't, yeah. I'm not up to speed on this empire. So, so if you go there and you're a tour pro, but you're not a PXG tour pro, apparently there's all these practice areas you can't use. But like wow. you, could, you could go use it, but the tour pro couldn't. But the go, tour pro can't. Can. Like it. the 18 handicap has the facility. <laughs> That seems like almost like a Supreme Court case. You know, you could discriminatory something or other, right? Yeah, I know. This is all. This is all word of mouth. Uh, that's a good tip. PXG taking a beating in this episode. Um, all right, last bit of news. Uh, we have a TV crew for the medalist match. Barkley will be involved. I think walking reporters are Ballyonis and Justin Thomas. Brian Anderson is the play-by-play. JT, and, and walking we'll, reporter. Trevor Immelman. Yeah, big day for JT, right? Cover Huge a video day. game, TV gig, something else you got. I can't remember. Something else happened for JT. Anyways, any reaction to that? Good to have Barkley, right? Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun golf, yeah, no, too. No reaction. I'm excited. All right. Let, I don't know what you want me to let's say. Let's do a couple of flashlights. It's hard to have a reaction about, I don't, I don't about need an announcing crew. It was more of the Barkley thing. I thought you were calling for that beforehand. I was. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, but it's just a podcast. You're only supposed to talk. You're only supposed to talk. All right. Let's do flashlights. We got two. PJ. It's more of a flashback Friday flashlight. I don't know. I think we, we should we're, just, we're renaming flashback here. Friday to flashlight Friday. Okay. All right. Flash. Okay. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Let's go, Kron. You go first. Kron it ordered. being PGA Championship week, we made them. Yeah. It being PGA Championship week, we made them PGA focused. Uh, the spotlights will continue. I think we have a pretty big whale planned for Wednesday. Maybe a South African wine uh, maker. So Connoisseur. We'll see. Maker. If we, if we get it done, I I haven't done any yeah. prep. When all right, we what's, discussed what, it. We were we were talking about all the prep. I I sold it by saying all the prep we could do the week before, and I've done zero. 
You're playing 2K all day. I'm playing 2K. All right. I think my what, wife, what's your my flashlight wife, on? If I start playing 2K, my wife would leave me. I, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I could see that. If we if we were doing three spotlights a week still, I, my wife would have left me like three weeks ago. And that's hence the slowdown. And also the fact that they're two hours. And nobody has time for that. Guess so. what? If All right. if we had What's more money flashlight? in the Bixby fund, we could do three spotlights a week. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, All right. Well, I'm, I'm going back to 1958. <laughs> do you know what happened in 1958? Oh, way back. Way, way, way back. No. At the PGA Championship. Yeah. So PGA focused. What could it be? Well, Dow, Dow Finsterwald. Match play? Was it match play then? No, Dow Finsterwald won. Dow Finsterwald won. Was that like it was the first, Miami? Was that? No, uh, Miami Valley in Dayton. That was the, the year before. He finished runner-up. Yeah. He finished runner-up in oh, that okay. one. Okay. He finished runner-up the year before. Okay. It was match play at Miami Valley. This year at Lanark. 58, he wins the first ever stroke play edition of the PGA Championship. Wow. What do you got on old Dow? Well, first Dow- stroke play. Was there just rioting when they came into it? Were they uh, just no. throwing everything into flux? Okay. So there was rioting before because there was, uh, okay. you know, a lot of talk about how it had become just another tournament. And how figurative riding, not literal. Yeah. There's there's a Herbert Warren Wind article. I didn't I didn't pull quotes from it um from the year before where he's just talking about how there's like kind of a demise in, in the tournament and it is players the best players didn't want to play it and and the young next stars couldn't get in it because of this five year apprentice rule that the PGA had in order to play. Yeah. So the best up and coming players couldn't get in and the best players weren't playing in it anymore. Um, because of the format where they had this just grueling, grueling match play tournament, which nobody wanted to go yeah. play in the dead of August. And then the other thing was the terrible courses, horrible. Like they felt like, you know, these courses they were going to weren't even taking care of them. They did. He wrote a lot of nice things about Miami Valley, but the year before, when it was at, uh, excuse me, I gotta pull this up. The year before, he just was. It, it, they were, you know, it was like they didn't even know that the major championship golf was coming. Um, it was. Who is this? Warren Wynn? Herbert yeah, Warren, Warren, Warren Wynn. Warren Wynn. Okay. Yeah, talking okay. about it. It was at Blue Hill Country Club, won by Jackie Burke. Um, so that that was terrible. Okay. So, okay. anyways, they go to Lanark, Lanark, um, which is in Philadelphia, okay. and the first so this is stroke play. They decide to overhaul it, and all of a sudden, just eight thousand people pour in first day. It's like Whoa. a smashing success. The okay. galleries were so large, so large, in fact, that the PGA. Finding itself deep in the black, increased the total prize money from the original thirty thousand to forty thousand, 
week of in the, during the week they increased wow. the purse. Well, that's amazing. Because of how many people were coming, and yeah, so um, this is wind. However, uh, there was one thing the 1958 PGA Championship lacked, as we noted earlier, and that it was uh, that that it did was inevitable by changing its format to stroke play. It seemed just like another weekly circuit tournament, albeit a good one, and not like the PGA Championship. Sound familiar? Yeah. For four decades, yeah. including those recent years when the tourney was permitted to... Uh, uh, this championship was singular and impressive because it marked the one time in the year when the pros met in match play. Over the past weeks, many of my colleagues and other golf fans whose involvement in the game goes back ways, uh, back a ways, have been recalling the numberless dramatic matches they have witnessed in the championships, such as Sarazen versus Hagen in 23, Hagen versus Deagle in 29, Armour versus Sarazen in 30, Runyon versus Wood in 34, and Sneed in 38, Shoot versus Thompson in 36, Nelson versus Sneed in 40. Go on, go on. All right. Uh, to name only a few of the most uh, of the memorable matches which come first to mind, it has been brooded around, not without some design, that one of the reasons why the tournament format had to be changed was that match play is dull for the galleries and strokes strokes play is is exciting. This isn't so. So, this is all a big money thing, because the stroke play brings the money. So he ca- talks about that. And the form of galleries? Yes. Or galleries. What? Just just more interest. It's like easier to sell. Okay. All right. So then he closed right. kind of the close of this art article. Since the new format PGA tournament got off to such an auspicious start at the gate, there's little question but that it will be a fixture for some time to come. I, for one, am deeply sorry to see this. I do not know what to, uh, to what extent the operation of the PGA, the national organization, depends on its share of the proceeds from its annual tournament, and this is really the critical point. As regards uh, the rest of the picture, professional golf and professional golfers are prospering financially beyond anyone's fondest dreams, and this being uh, the case, I would think that one week of the year, the players and their parent organization, out of sheer pride in the game they have done so much for, would be thinking only of putting on their own gratification the finest and most enjoyable tournament possible, in which the year's champion at the historic type of competition, match play, would be determined. I'm not uh, at all certain that such an event would lose money, but I have a feeling that it would take all of a morning to find a sponsor delighted to assume the risk and pick up the tab. As I say this, uh, maybe impractical because of the degree of dependence the, uh, by the PGA tangible process. So anyways, he goes on and on, but yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, there was obviously a big financial success, but it seems like it lost its luster there. Interesting. As you'd expect, I mean, a big change like that, the traditionalists would probably be pretty dug in. Right. Yeah. Just, Despite the, the whatever economic boost, I feel like what he said, right. what hey. he said about the tournament, the um, about how it felt like just 
uh, I'll be uh, just another tournament. I'll be at a good one. Has been what the PGA has felt like forever. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to one that oh, was uh... one thing on Dow Finster Wald. Yeah. So he was runner up the year before, and he had only won one time in the last thirty-one months. Guess how many runner-up finishes he had in that span? A bunch. I don't know. Just Several. Take a, take a guess. I mean, Pick a he's number. A great player. Uh, eight. Thirty-one Seven, months. Seventeen. Oh my god. How does that? That seems impossible. <laughs> People were people um, were critical because he played very conservatively. Yeah, they said he wasn't playing for the win, and he was like, "Well, Hogan plays like the way I play. I just haven't won. You know, you wouldn't be critical if I was winning all the time, but I'm finishing." So everybody was critical, saying that he played way too conservatively to win. All right, moving on. You, you got anything else? You That's good. it. That was a good one. Good when we flipped to the first stroke play. Now, this was after stroke play was pretty well established. I'm going to the 1987 PGA Championship. This is a notorious low point for the PGA. I, I knew a little bit about it just based off, you know, people reference, make jokes and reference it every now and then. But uh, going deeper into it was certainly a revelation. Do you know where this one was? 1987 PGA Championship. Was this Inverness? No, Inverness was the year before. This was PGA National. Year oh. before Oak Tree, which you did the other day. The Bear Trap. Year before. Year, yeah, yes. This was year before be- the Bear Trap. Yeah. This yeah, was when it was a Fazio. George Fazio, uh, right? I think that's right. Yeah. So this the was big- before the Bear, the Slammer and the Squire. The Nicholas design, the $4 million renovation was December 2002 when it became home of the Honda. Um, and home of the Bear Trap. Yeah. And home of the Bear Trap. Yes, that's correct. Do you think uh, they put the Bear Trap statue in at 2002 or is that come later? I'm not sure. Not sure. Uh, the confusing Bear Trap. So 1987 is at PGA National. It's in August in Palm Beach, Florida. Just an absolute sweat box. Complete circus atmosphere. So Nicholas won in 1971 at PJ National, but it was in the winter then. And they thought they were going to get that again after this redevelopment. Like the the people who developed it said, um, I think it was like 1979 when when this was redeveloped. Like a, a condition of it was that was uh, because PJ National was developed in 1979. Its financial factors extracted the promise that the club would host the PGA. So, so they in had 70 to repay a, pa- a promise uh, yeah. to a developer. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it was there in 71. This was obviously a new development, a new PGA national. And they thought, you know, we were gonna when they were doing it, they would get a winter date. But local organizers thought um, they could get an off-season tourist windfall if they kept it in August. But nobody goes. It's still August in Palm Beach. Who's like, going down to? That's a horrible place to be in August. Yeah. So that's, but they thought they could like get an off season windfall if they kept they, it in August and nobody went. Tens of thousands of people were going to come down to Palm Beach. Oh, yeah. So organizers arranged. So, so, so it rained every day? It had to rain every day, right? It rained like the first three days of the week. Like it was just poured. And then yeah. by the end, 
it was like 105 was the heat index. <laughs> so organizers, so no one came. Organizers arranged a promotion with a soft drink company that offered a free round of golf at PGA National, which usually had a screens fee of $75, 1987. With the purchase of a ticket and the presentation of an empty soda can. Which soda? I don't know. This is a high media's do you, article. Do you think it was a RC Cola or? A... I mean, that was like a thing when we were growing up, right? Yeah. You get like a Coke, you get you get, get a free admission or ten bucks off Cedar po- Amusement Park. Maybe but that's Sunkiss. I feel like Sunkiss. That could be a Sunkiss promotion or a Welch's. Maybe Welch's grape juice. Show your can, buy a ticket, you get a free round for a seventy-five dollar. Pretty good speed. deal. I think yeah. they charge like three hundred bucks to play the Bear Trap now. That sounds, that's probably right. Probably right. Uh, all-star threesomes, just again, on the, on the, on the uh, lack of attendance. All-star threesomes, such as Palmer, Nicholas, and Watson, helped some, but not enough to keep most of the course from looking desolate. No one's there. Norman, Sutton, and Fuzzy Zeller counted only 63 people watching them on Thursday. <laughs> they counted. And in a move normally associated with your basic Las Vegas high roller pro-am. Now, this is something I heard. I've heard this anecdote several times. Move normally associated with your basic Las Vegas high roller pro-am. The club hired a buxom model in a bikini (laughs) to stand close to the main scoreboard near the 18th hole. Oh, I've seen this picture. You've heard this, right? The bikini model near the... And PGA officials nonplussed asked her to leave. <laughs> so they have all these like goofy like promotions going around it because it's middle of August in, in Palm Beach. Um, the swamp. Was, <laughs> the swamp didn't show up. Kind of. A, and Diaz also added the ambiance wasn't enhanced by the immediate surrounding, which included local business signs promoting PGA pizza and PGA gynecology. Even PGA gynecology. What does that mean? Unbelievable. I don't even know what that means. Is it gynecology, gynecologist, also a PGA pro? <laughs> and a pizza man? I don't know. I don't understand it. Maybe the maybe that was Daniel Chopra. <laughs> so, young Danny Chops. <laughs> we should get to who won. Larry Nelson beat Lanny Watkins in the playoff with a six-foot par putt. Watkins hit it inside. They both missed the, both missed the fairway on the 10th. Better hole. better times for uh, Larry's golf game than his recent PGA Tour champions run. That's true. So they both missed the green. Nelson put it on out, just outside Watkins, poured in a six-footer. Watkins never found the hole. Never was outside the hole the whole time from five feet. Lost in the playoff. But uh, the big thing was like the heat and just the circus atmosphere. The heat index is from a Phil Stambaugh article. Heat index for most of the week hovered around 105. Spectators were passing out and the greens were dying. Nelson knew early on that the greens were so bad there wouldn't be many putts made. The greens were horrible. Like, I guess it's just an awful condition. And then the rough was like crazy, crazy Bermuda <laughs> that it would just sink to the bottom. Oh, and yeah. so when a lot of guys got there, they like had to walk gingerly around it because they thought they were all going to kick their ball or step on their ball. And they couldn't, like, they could just advance like 20 yards. The winning score, I think, was one under. It was the the highest score ever on the PGA, and I think that's still the case. Um, what won this year? They're at like six under. I'm not sure. That sounds right, Sanjay. So the the rough was brutal. Everyone was just kind of hacking out sideways to get out. Um, 
Nelson believed his pinpoint accuracy off the tee would give him an advantage. Conditions played to his strengths and with high winds. So then it got really windy on Sunday. Like everybody shot over 80. A lot of guys didn't break 80. Uh, one month before his 40th, he won a second PGA in a sudden death playoff. It was the last major championship played in the state of Florida and secured his eventual place in the World Golf Hall of Fame. He talked about how, you know, he had gotten in better shape and that's how he's better in the heat. He goes, and I had played the week before in Memphis when it was even hotter there. So we're talking Memphis in August, late July, which is what we still have. Said it conditioned him for Palm Beach. Um, he also... Swamp ass. He played different irons every day. No. Different set of irons. Yes. How? Every day. So he goes, it just felt right to swap out different irons each day. It had rained early in the week, and the course was so wet that I started off with power belt. That I got made from their rep on Tuesday. Just so he had irons built from a rep there because it was wet. And then as the wind picked up and the course dried out, I swapped a few irons out with the set of Dunlop irons I had come down there with. And then on Sunday, he was all Dunlop. So he was all power built, a mixture. He, phased it out. he started phasing it out. And then all Dunlop by Sunday. Kind of unbelievable. Um, the uncomfortable championship. Uh, concluded with high humidity. The official temperature was 97 <laughs> at 2.30. An unofficial, an unofficial reading on the course at 2 showed 104 degrees under the sun. People passing out. Just, just unbelievable. Um, Could you imagine having... I, I've gone to some Cardinal baseball games in August, like in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. And like, yeah. you go and you're just like sitting there sweating. Like, can you imagine being a spectator? Yeah. At a golf tournament when it's 104. Yeah. Like, like you don't have anything better to do with your day than go there. So here's a little more color on that from uh, Diaz's article. He goes, it was hot. Palm Beach may be, may be a resort, but people who live there wisely leave in droves during August. After three days of rain early in the week, PGA National was a sweat box for the tournament. The 97 high and 84% humidity made Sunday the hottest day in Palm Beach history recorded. <laughs> With few trees to provide shade, players took to wearing a variety of wide-brimmed hats and wet towels. Arnold Palmer wore sweatbands on his wrists for the first time in his career and declared, I've never been so hot in 57 years. Arnold Palmer. He's wearing wristbands like Reggie Miller. I've never been hot so hot in 57 years. He got the usual intre usually intrepid 300-pound caddy Herman Mitchell had to quit on pro Mark Holes after nine holes on Thursday. He quit. And Gary Hallberg said that the heat made him delirious. So it's just, just complete like mess. And then... Um, but a bunch of people are going to come down that time of year and be tourists. They, they lost the greens. There's, I mean, as you would, there's plain bad luck. Last month, Pythium blight, a fungus attacked the greens, which led to the wilt, wilting of most of the bent grass. And they declared they were by far the worst greens they put it on that season, <laughs> that entire season. Um, <laughs> this, this is I supposed to be celebrating the PGA week. I know, it's probably not good. <laughs> we, we just... 
probably not good. F- Sevy was Sevy was like gonna win. He was like in the hunt. He made an eight like early in the final round. Um, Mac O'Grady goes, which is his friend. He has to tie into that childlike state, that Ponce de Leon fountain of youth. <laughs> like his comrade of 500 years ago, he has come to Florida searching for that lost in- innocence. If he can win this, he might win the next six majors. And I guess Sevy, it was so hot, he bought a bucket hat. It was like a very anti-Sevy, right? He's usually, in the, and they ran out of bucket. They, so then as soon as he put his like mark on it, they sold them out because everybody just loves Sevy and I, he was Mr. Cool. They sold out all the bucket hats. Um, I don't know. Arnold Palmer even summed it up. He goes, the PGA is taking a hurting this week. Palmer, it was like a PGA kind of booster, right? He loved mm-hmm. the PGA. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I I could talk a little bit more about Nelson. I probably should, but just the bikini girl, PGA gynecology, you know, a hundred. I think it's the last major in the state of Florida, right? They haven't had one. The whole the whole thought process behind it is just amazing. The greens were just brown. Nelson putted over Crenshaw's coin on 17. That was his key birdie. He was like, leave your coin right there. I want it going right over the coin. That's my aiming mark. And it probably has a better chance of rolling like straight through. So he made like a 30 footer on 17. That was the birdie that got him into the playoff. He put it right over Crenshaw's coin. So, that's amazing. Horrible rough. Greens are gone, you know, and that's it. Larry Nelson. Congrats. 1997 PGA. What a, All right. what a, what a remembrance. Good flashlight. Right. <laughs> Hey, I, I realized I, I forgot the most important line of the read because I double pasted it. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, that it, can happen. It pasted twice, so it looked like I, it was only halfway done. And I was like, I thought it was oh, okay. shorter. I wouldn't have pasted this much. Yeah. The most important line of, of uh, Wynn's article about that PGA was... Um, but I'm prompted to make these suggestions since many of us felt at Lanner that professional golf had gained a tournament and lost a championship. Gained a tournament, lost a championship. It's a good line. Pretty good. Very good line. Very good. All right. That does it. That's it. Anything else you want to add? I'm, uh, I'm excited to see the match. Who ends up wearing pxg uh, well maybe maybe we'll put up a vote to see what item the, other, the person gets honestly like the bigger pain is gonna have to be spending money to i'll wear it like an idiot but like buying it with my own money and having to wear a pxg golf shirt that's 100 overpriced will, will bother me but, i think you have to all wear, right you, gotta, you have to you wear it you have to wear it like on a saturday when you're out in your neighborhood so everybody sees it <laughs> giant skull 26 on it what does that mean it was, it's like, yeah it's a regiment of a marine that you know somebody else not mine not me i wasn't don't confuse i did not serve i'm not that brave and honorable but uh yeah that's 26 somebody else's regiment um, if, if i have to wear it i'm just and somebody asked me about it i'm just gonna say i lost about it <laughs> All right, everyone enjoy your weekends. Enjoy Sunday. I think it's going to be a really fantastic watch. I'm looking forward to it. Just a pleasure, pleasant distraction. Seminole is going to be beautiful. Players seem really to be embracing it. 
and it's for a, a great cause. And we will be back Monday, breaking it down. Thank <laughs> you.